0: Hi, I'm Brendan James.
1: I'm Ricardo Mitchell, the Social Siege I am DJ Aaron 868 And I am an Fine
0: merry christmas everyone merry christmas to all our listeners season's greetings even if you don't celebrate christmas because it's a time to celebrate even though we have been having a challenge in 2020 and welcome to another episode of inquisitive minds um of course you know we always try to bring the knowledge with the reality on this podcast and i want to use this opportunity of course to speak to the other co-hosts um of course uh it's also stage himself, Mr. Ricardo Mitchell. Sir, how are you on this good afternoon?
2: Yeah, well, compliments of the season. Arambe, Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Winter Solstice, Saturnalia, whatever you're into. I just say, you know, Merry Christmas, God bless. I am all right. I am alive, mm-hmm. so I am all right. I, wow, I, I, I good there, i good. <laughs> the, the, the way 2020 <laughs> has been so far, being here is a prize in itself, so i real good.
0: Yeah, I like that one. And of course, we introducing DJ Aaron Eight Six Eight Extraordinaire, the creative, the intellectual. How are you, sir? Um, this, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> all Principles of Zoom because it's real different regions that put out there, so all protocols of Zoom. Um, <laughs> I, I'm good. I can't, I can't complain. You know, I, I fight, a I can mean, fight as We say in Trinidad
0: ah uh, yeah man and i want to introduce our guest but before we talk about his background we had to talk about something that is very important he is a japanese animation fan and there's no bad japanese animation fan people yeah understand? Uh, understand yeah let's say a japanese animation fan he is good people yeah, just but
1: wait, wait wait just one question we'll before you go further. we we'll now be going from chinese street fashion to japanese animation
0: i'm telling you what's my what i do done with your ear on your whole perspective on Asia changing. Real vibes. right. I'll take, that. I'll take I'll take
1: that. I'll when, take when that. When you start
0: against to K-dramas, Korean dramas, that's when you go off the cliff. That is it right there. Full Asia. Full Asia experience. All right. But I want to introduce uh, Mr. Daryl Griffith. And Daryl is uh, a good friend. And he is uh, someone who I have actually went to school with. But what I admire about him is that he has multiple backgrounds. Uh, having an economics and finance background, working in, corporate, in a corporate environment for many years within that space and energy. And also at the same time, uh, I, I believe these are multi-potential, I like myself, having different backgrounds. So at the same time, very passionate about the environment and sustainability and has a background in that area. So we have finance, we have sustainability, and at the same time, runs a number of NGOs non-governmental organizations, represent Trinidad, Tobago, the UN, and other spaces, and at the same time also has a background in data science. So, I mean, this is the cadre of people that we invite to have conversations with us, and I really want to take the opportunity to ask Daryl to just do a quick introduction and to say hello. What's up, D? Thanks,
3: Brendan. Season greetings. Just, um, (laughs) sorry about that. Teasing greetings, um, to everyone on on the podcast, uh, you know, thanks for that great introduction. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about it myself. It's like, who's this person introducing <laughs> me? <'Cause laughs> <I, yeah. laughs> I as I yeah, see myself as somebody with, you know, twenty-eight years at the time mama, so I try to make the best out of it. You know, always yeah, looking boy. to, you know, see what's next, see what problems I could apply, yeah. and see where we go. You know, we live in a small, a small island, and we have to make the best out of it.
0: Excellent, excellent. I'm I'm very, very, very happy to have Daryl talk a little bit about data science. And just to do the normal introduction in terms of the why we talking about, why we talking, and then, you know, we'll ask the questions, the why, you know. We we, we talked about broadband in the last conversation, and I, we enjoyed that conversation. It was excellent. And we were talking about, okay, you know, what, we have the facility and infrastructure. If we get there, not if, when we get there, what are we going to do with it? What what could we use all of this infrastructure to do? And really and truly, you know, and I had done up when I did up the document for preparing for this podcast, I talk about data being the new oil. Based on something I heard it somewhere, you know, and and, and Daryl agrees in, in terms of data is going to be the new oil, but in terms of data science, what is this area? And how does this, go in, how is, does it impact our lives now? You know so that, that would essentially be my first question Darren. what is this area of data science and how does it impact our lives now because i don't think people understand that we living in this era now this is not the future this is now so i'll let i'll leave it open for you and then we'll ask follow up sure.
3: um, just so you start, started by saying you know if we get all this in this infrastructure and we're able to now collect all this information what are we going to do with it and that is essentially how the field of data science came about. We're at a point, a point now where um, we have so much data. We have data from social media, data from sensors, um, just business operations. People collect loads of sales data. You know, what can we do with it? Um, as a technology, we should be where we could actually use it. Because prior to, let's say, about 10 years ago, servers, processors, GPUs, they were quite out of the hands of the average person. It costs so much to, to actually buy it, uh, companies to buy it in large numbers. Um, so the field of data science really came about from, from that falling cost of technology and that increase in the amount of data we have. So as people become more technologically advanced, um, we have a better understanding of um, our work environments of the natural environment. We started using more sensors. Naturally, people people in natural evolution are is, okay, we have all this information. How are you going to use it? And that's where we started coming with the field of big data, that eventually became decision sciences and data science. So now we have um, professionals, um, analysts in that in that domain, plus the IT background that comes with naturally using those servers, those GPUs processors. They all merged into one now. So the analyst, the statistician, the IT person, they all merge into one and to make best use of that information. So what data scientist does, it draws from all of those different roles now as they become more accessible. So you have the IT part where they're able to now store, collect, and command that data at any point. The analyst and the statistician who's able to apply statistical practices to the data, you know, clean it up, find the averages, apply the certain models states, do predictions, and then, then the analyst at the end comes in and say, okay, well, now that we have this information, it's it's sound to this level of, of statistical rigor. This is what we learn from it, and this is how we, can, how we can use that information to now maybe change something or predict where something, we can, predict where something is going, that we can develop a strategy. So that's where the field came from.
0: So... Yeah. The- you would hear I've seen uh, one guy from Google the book escapes me right now who talks about looking at, at data based on search preferences and kind of predicting what people's true behavior is and, and it may not be may not be a reflection of what what we say we like um, and what we say that we want in life may not be a, may not be what we really want you know and and it, it just amazes me that um that people are doing these kind of things with data but as it is right now you you could give us some examples of, of where data science influences our lives that we may not um we may not even be able to point to directly but indirectly it does
3: yeah one thing that has always been very profound to me is that the concept of the mean and you'd be surprised just like you said as much as people say they want to do certain things our behavior kind of always deviates back to the mean and we see it at a global scale. So a lot of people's predictions are based on that. You know, a thousand people doing something, their behavior will be towards the mean. And you see, and it's that concept as well as being used to pretty much integrate into every aspect of our life. I, I don't know if you also saw the, the social dilemma or mm. even maybe even the great Hack*. So yeah. Yeah. because... Um, because behavior tends to be related to what you mean, we can now say, okay, based on where you live, your educational background, your gender, your, your tendency to like a certain thing or dislike a certain thing, we can now say, okay, well, we had a million people like you that, that you know, might be interested in this. Now we can apply that behavior to, you Now, say Brendan, you know, Brendan might like this anime or that anime. Something oh, wow. as simple as Netflix has built on recommendations based on your profile, what you've liked, what you dislike. Amazon sales based on what you've bought in the past, what people like you have bought in the past, what your friends mm-hmm. have bought in the past. So if that's how they use it; they shape the world around you. So, in a sense, and I guess the scary part, which I'm sure um, Ricardo might allude to <laughs> later on, is that in in some in some instances, we may think that we are determining our part, but corporations maybe shape any part around us based on other people's
2: experiences. here, <laughs> well, here, hey, what are I telling you? And I'm going to get straight into it. We are of the misconception that we are making decisions, right? I don't think people understand that they might be making decisions from options that have been presented to them <laughs> based on what People like them, people in the age group, people in the demograph, people with the history, people with the likes etc. have done before, you might be making a choice of three things but those three things were chosen from 3000 things just because of habits, because of the things you click, because of how long you stay on a page. And the, the reason I'm laughing and a little skeptical is because an old mentor of mine, he'd always said that in the information age, information has to be the commodity that we trade in. You see, when it was industrial, it was, you know, the race to develop industry. You see, in the stone age, it was what you could have with stone. So in terms of being in the information age, I don't think we understand that when we download a game for free and we grant them access to our information, the game is not free. We just paid for that game in our currency that we don't value yet.
3: Exactly. Right. Exactly. And from that same movie that I referenced, uh, the main quote from that movie was um, you know if you're if you're buying something and you don't get an actual product, it means that you are the product.
2: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. Is
3: that yeah. you running the
0: algorithm or the algorithm running you running you.
3: Yeah, so that is one of the downsides to uh, I guess data guiding life. You are you are given a choice, but your choices as choices depends on um, what what's presented to you based on the choices of others. Uh, mm-hmm. y- something unique has a very small chance of making it true.
2: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like that's why <laughs> uh, content creation is such a thing right now because the best bet in content creation is to mimic what worked before, as opposed to trying to reinvent the wheel.
3: To work with the trends. Yeah. However, you, yeah. I mean, there is hope because I've, I've seen people, even though they, they are kind of building upon trends, they attempt to differentiate it in such a way that, you know, takes advantage of the trend, but still tries to do, their, do things in their own way. It's not full so creative, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a way of, you know, imprinting what you are into the trend. That's what a lot of people are doing now as well.
2: Yeah. Hey, Iran, you were going to say something.
3: You know, in the last episode when we were
1: speaking of work, and I, I made a joke about the most common line that we as the users of the internet tell is that I accept the terms and conditions of whatever it is and we just blindly click that on every site, on every app, on whatever it may be. So is it time that we start to pay a little more attention to the terms and conditions so that we would not be just giving away our information, our trends, or behavior so
3: readily. Oh, definitely. And, and I would even add to that and say, pay attention to when you're downloading apps on your phone, because most of our interaction with the internet now is through mobile, through mobile devices. And you may even give permission to these apps to collect data outside of what the app is doing, because your phone has more information than your browser could ever fit in terms of location, um, preferences, etc., etc. Um, yeah. data privacy is well not just pri- i would say, i wouldn't say privacy alone privacy plus ethics is an emerging field i think it has a long way to go because it has to catch up to the speed of, the, of which data is evolving and you know even further down that line are the government so you have the speed at <laughs> which data is evolving the data ethics professionals who now break it into the scene mm. and the government way down at the bottom yeah so,
0: they they not have a clue as well
3: Oh, yeah, okay. i think everybody wow. saw that um congress session on
2: facebook right yep they yes. show yes. how they, yeah
3: how they made money
2: right so, um, oh, facebook wow. is in sales you know advertising sales and as um, a point i wanted to raise too because people hear the term data science and they don't get that they have already been participating in data science in so many ways for so long and what COVID has done, it has forced a number of businesses that were reluctant to become um, mobile and to go online. It forced them into online stores and online applications, pages, etc. The information that you're using for your insights, um, your, your Facebook analytics, your, your IG business page that says your SoundCloud account, you think that tells you how many people listen to your program, how many people check out your store, how old they are, where they live in, the countries that most listen to, etc. We don't realize that we've been giving that kind of information to almost every app or every major software provider, every major hardware provider for the past 10 or 15 years, yeah. if not longer.
3: Yeah. Um, just that now they've actually refined and further refined the ways so to use that data. They've been doing yeah. studies, psychological studies, um, Silver technology has been improving, models have been improving. So well, those 15 years that you're mentioning, it's just got better and better at interpreting that information. And they created a market for it. Hmm.
0: In, I, ju- I just checked in on my phone. I have 80 apps on my phone. 80. 80. I, what are you doing 80 apps? <laughs> I don't know. I do not use all of them. I swear, I don't. <laughs> I, I just, it just dawned on me that my entire life is on this phone including my health data
1: yeah,
3: it, it, it just so, dawned on you yeah, it health data just dawned on the, me health data is the next explosion of, of um, I wouldn't even call it a science it's the data industry No, mm. I, I, I brought that up for a reason eh? because I, I
0: personally when starting up this year I say, hey, I wanna get in charge of my health and lose all the weight, and I'm gonna do mm-hmm. So I had downloaded an app and I started tracking certain, certain metrics. And I actually have been like to my doctor, and he review it and makes certain better decisions for me in terms of health. And you know, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, that's what what do you think some of that information could be used like. Can individuals, you know, use this data and in, in what ways? And just to get your perspective on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to this type of thing, I mean, there are two. Uh, there are two very strong arguments on both sides. Something like health data, um, could, like you said, help help your doctors make better decisions. Help you make better decisions. Bring lower the cost of healthcare in developing countries. Um, in certain countries where you know, they have the most expensive healthcare, the best care. That same knowledge can be transferred to a country where it isn't. You know? Mm-hmm. And help help those people. But at the same time now, health becomes a commodity. You know? Um now you'll be seeing ads on your phone telling you what to buy, things start like to you. So, you know, those are the those are the both sides towards it. There's good and there's and there's bad and we're still trying to figure that out.
2: Mm-hmm. When you um you spoke about data ethics there and or my pause raise, I, I this is the first time I've been so interested in um in in a field, just 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 hearing those two words together, I felt as if I could get into that, because I'm thinking, all right, health has always been a commodity, it has always been a traded commodity since they're selling snake oil in the west mm-hmm. for the gold rush. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is that now you're in a situation where you could download an app. That will track your steps because you want to make a certain number of steps for the day. And if you cross a certain number of steps on a consistent basis, the ads that you see because of that app will change. Because now you will go from just being a casual user to being somebody who might be a fitness enthusiast. And if they realize you're hitting five to 10,000 steps every day or 15,000 steps every day, the ad you would have gotten might go from water or, or a refreshing drink to insoles for your shoes. Like mm-hmm. they will literally use your changing information to consider the decisions that you might be making next and direct their ads your way.
3: Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll... pose a situation to you and this mm-hmm. is very possible given what depends on the amount of data that's collected because we're moving into a stage now where we have, we're going to have EKGs, et cetera, on these mobile health devices it's mm. very possible for somebody to that. You, would, you would die in 10 years and you might never get a job because of that
2: wow huh.
3: so that's so, where, that's where oh. ethics comes in
2: <laughs> so we, we go on full minority report then people getting punished for things that haven't happened yet
3: well that's the, the feel of AI ethics it really mm. came up with HR and the I would say the criminal system came system as well because mm. especially with minority groups because where you're from mm. And your background, people will you can be extremely labeled as a criminal. Right. And it's not the fault of the AI, it's just the information that's gone gone into it, the bias that went into it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the feel of AI explanation, initially doesn't happen because um, a police camera that has AI in it, a AI system built in it, it can you can mm-hmm. pass through a an office building and you get labeled a criminal, a police company Or you might never get a job based on where you're from. Mm. So that's where the AI at comes in.
2: So we, so we go on from your insurance being higher because you have a history of cancer in your family or heart attack in your family to you, whether you put these things on the system or not, whether you admit to these things, your information might already be on our system and you may not even get considered for insurance by a company because they have access to your health records.
3: Insurance, higher loan rates, might never get a job, might never get a mortgage. Sure your mortgage company. and <laughs> the thing oh, wow. technology the same way technology allows me as an analyst to say okay well this is what the company needs to improve itself and you just gave me the data the same hmm. way a company will say well this is just what the data says this is not my decision right so
2: yeah, you, so can,
3: they... you it can remove yourself from the decision it's, it's all based on science and technology
0: but you see, and that's the thing is, is this thing could be good or bad depending on how it's used and and how it's applied, because on the flip side, I mean, I could see where you could kind of forgive me for the terms hack your own health, because I I have used the data and trend the graphs and actually show the CED effectiveness of X or Y, or if I change my diet a little bit, how that impacted certain other metrics. So is a real is RL kind of mixed bag way and. Is the, and I mean, this is what Carl highlighted there, and, and what Iran would have highlighted as well, in terms of, um, of, of what you permit in terms of these apps from get gathering information. And the next side, how, and how do these companies intend to use it, and really having a, a, a frame of reference or, or a set of rules by which we, we guide how it's being done? Because um, I, I heard, I saw Europe is, is setting up a, a type of FCC type arrangement. Similar to like what the US has, for specifically for data, right? Yeah. European Union, yeah. So that that's very interesting. But let, let's pivot a little bit now. I just wanted to get your, your, your ideas on on um, data helping our traditional industry, here and China and Tobago. And feel free to choose anyone that you want that you think that you think data science can make the most bang for the buck in terms of impact. Um, but any any industries locally or professions locally i think data science could really benefit
3: well i'd have to go with the one that we you know we get the most money from <coughs> uh well let me let me say top two so we have our ng industry we have the manufacturing industry um the ng industry could even take it from a family utilities perspective let's say you know tntek etc um mm-hmm. i know we would have spoken before about if we can you know, model the, model the loading system to always know, you know, how much, I'm not sure gas should we burn, how much we should we hold out or how, how we should monitor our storage, just the supply chain of energy, energy and all improving the supply chain. Yeah, I think it's, it's well known that improving the supply chain is the biggest driver of efficiency in any, in any business. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, you know, we can, we can't, you know, we'd, we'd save, um, we save money, we lower the cost and we also improve safety as well. So, something as simple as that. Um, Me, right now, I work in in retail. So, we have a lot of... um, It can help not just... It can improve customer experience, get things to people on time, um, improve shipping efficiency, uh, reduce warehouse storing costs. I even had a conversation with um, the automotive industry in the country when I was doing some work with the TTIC on... they have a lot of, a lot of you know, used parts stuff that they would never sell and just taking up inventory costs. You know, just by knowing, just by knowing um, how parts feel in cars, you can know, let you understand what to buy and when to buy it. Um, things that I work with, some of the biggest industries that have been using the designs now would be the banking industry. Um, the banking industry tends to get the biggest returns, somewhere around a 1,000% returns if they can predict who's a bad loan and you know ethics comes into that for sure but they save a lot of money on not giving out bad loans and um, that has been the main driver of data science in the banking industry bad loans good loans what type of loans and um, you can get all that in the information in that you've had before so all of our credit unions our banking industry become way more efficient our energy industry can be more, way more efficient um, we're in Ireland, so our supply chains have to get more efficient especially for our manufacturers importing and exporting
0: wait 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 you, you see something really interesting there mm-hmm. we already have the data
3: yeah we have the data <laughs> <laughs> i'm waiting for awesome.
0: Aaron to say something here because you say we already we have, have the data we, we already have the data. data in most yeah. cases
3: we have data we know how long our shipping takes we know how much power we're using the natural gas we buy it we know who bought our product. When we lock in, one, some of <laughs> well, the issues that I have encountered personally. Well, it's very tough. It starts with the executives. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. are unwilling to, to get into these things. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't want to be the one, <laughs> the changing company. I don't know if it's to protect themselves or mm. to not undertake a, a multi-year project. It's actually tough, for sure, because the kind of changes that you have to do are changing the entire organization. We have challenges with IT. We have a lot of custom built platforms running our businesses in that, and that makes it very difficult for us to you know, to integrate a lot of these cloud solutions that we've been seeing here, because to do this thing, you really need to be working on the cloud. You can't store all this data on your system and then mm-hmm. analyze it. It will take forever. You will not have any, any benefit. Um, and just something as simple as the policies in organizations and a lot of companies, I'm sure you all experience this as well, IT has control over all the <laughs> data in every company and yeah, they, I like ref- they refuse to relinquish that control even to the domain yeah. experts so you might understand everything about your company but it might take you two weeks to get the information that you need
2: <laughs> you yeah. can't do
3: anything but, that, but the data is there, right? You know how much electricity you have. You know what areas have them. You know, natural gas you buying The data is there. But if you take it two weeks to get a piece of information, then carry nothing. Yeah. Right.
1: So, so I, I go on and, and be that guy here and ask the question. So, in the manufacturing industry, would it be recommended that all the data across all the different companies across all the different industries be shared onto one platform? What happening? decisions and make things better
3: maybe for a manufacturing association because even they can even use high level data or you can anonymize the data if they like if they want to go in the direction that they they come together and they want to optimize the entire group for like some sort of country benefit i mean people are people tend to protect protect their own secrets but it's very unlikely that you know they themselves would undergo a transformation by themselves because you know they have to be influenced by the group now, mm-hmm. um, I think that is a, is a good approach, but, you know, they have to be willing and people tend to hold the data very close to them, it's like, a, it's like a treasure, they might never use it, but it's like a treasure to companies to have the information for fear of competition or whatever, but, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, you're, you're losing, especially manufacturers, you're losing to international competition for fear of anybody locally taking the competition. Um, All right. A good example is retail internet. China. The retail industry has so much data like let's say I don't even use my company let's say a company like WebSource WebSource brings in you know millions of stuff per year and they could change the shape of retail in turn to be great um, but no that information is for them um, other re- other retailers the same information is for them um, hmm. but by doing hmm. that they are keeping themselves back and I'm sure if Amazon set up in Brazil all I'm dead really right. <laughs> i <entry>. yeah <laughs> No. So, uh, and, and I want people to understand the
0: impact of what Daryl's saying here. Because t- tell me if I'm wrong, eh, Daryl. So, what you telling me is that if I take this data and I analyze it, I could decide how I spend in Forex, how much Forex i spend spending, and if the Forex will give me return on value for money. So, I could spend smartly, use less Forex, and still make more, more profit, technically.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Data would give you, I mean, data would would give you insights into how we can use the data and then you can develop a strategy. Because if we keep doing what we're doing now, um, using the same old strategies without any additional influence, then, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not going to make a difference. We're going to keep doing the same things. We're not going to understand why we're making losses, why we're not, Mm -hmm. you know, what we can expand to. So just applying that approach where we say, okay, we're going to. You know, we're gonna monitor this we're gonna develop new kpis new metrics and use that information to develop a new strategy that in itself that change in mindset alone makes a makes a big difference in any aspect
0: oh, and, and our, our young people are had, had to hear this way because I mean this is the way there's the future in terms of how we do business
2: one of the um I could tell you uh, on a um, my uh, microcosm of this whole user data and the analytics are affecting performance is that I do copywriting from a couple of online stores, right? They literally presented me with information that here's what's happening. These keywords motivated the most attention. These are the words that most of your audiences and the lookalike audiences responded to for this type of product. Can you include them in the existing copy, the existing product description? Literally, by adding a word, changing mug to teacup, adding the word coffee, the simple things, simple keywords that would motivate somebody's attention, immediately resulted in sales. Immediately. People who had looked at a product and didn't bother to add to cart, literally changing two words that they that triggered their behavior, the people visit, revisited and um, went on to purchase this is how your information is being used right now when you look at an ad for eight seconds before you close it off when you stay on a page and read an article straight to the bottom all that information goes back to say this is what you've responded to right and you could actually use that information to affect your performance and to, uh, to affect your, your 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 efficiency you can use it to get a job
3: too <laughs> changing <your> keywords <laughs> on your resume Correct. on your linkedin profile and it puts you within the top 1% of um, candidates.
0: Wow. I, anyway, we'll talk after. um,
1: (laughs) You know, um, you know, uh, as you mentioned the young people there, and this is something that I think I, with my business, I'm falling victim to, you know, that, that, that careful use of the hashtags, when you are trying to get that algorithm, get, get filled, you know, get fit yourself into the algorithm on Instagram, on Facebook to get your posts strengthened to get posts to see what you're doing, to get posts to follow you. I never knew how important that was until recently. You know, I would try to use personalize hashtags but now I understand that you have to use the ones that the hashtag follow, hashtag Instagram, hashtag food or hashtag music, whatever it is that is relevant to what you are doing that would make posts. Pay attention to your posts and your content. As Ricardo said, with reference to the different foods and this online store, so it's like those little, those little things are what's making
2: the difference now. In terms of how your data, and your content is put out um, there, and even in terms of and not just having information, but the analysis and use of information is an important thing too, because you know what, Iran, you might use a hashtag that has two million followers, but here the catch. Out, those two million followers gonna have people who use in that hashtag as well. So now your thing runs the risk of getting lost in what is trending and in what is popular. So you 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 also want to be able to differentiate yourself while you are riding the wave. You know, it's almost as if you have to find a way to um to to to, to put some neon on it now. <laughs> you know, to to catch the right wave, but you don't want to get lost in the wave because everybody else trying to catch that wave, too.
3: Yeah, and actually, there is a, a data approach to that, today, cause, um you can use associations. So that hashtag might be the first level, but it's then associated with another hashtag, another hashtag, a level one, level two, level three. So you go deeper down the line to get to that top one percent hmm. through the search, research, research algorithm. Yeah, wow. so that's, what, that's what people are using system.
1: Wow. I, you know, I, I feel that i think we need to talk after this
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: no it, it's amazing though. i want to ask a, a strange question by daryl now i the, there's are things that we accept as truth and there are things that it data that show that is really the truth Do you have any interesting stories of things that you're able to pick up in data that people just accept as truth that may not necessarily be true but the data leading you in a different direction
3: I actually had a story about that. Like, um, I was looking at a use case for a project, and the same association rule thing I just mentioned with hashtags. Um, you'd be surprised at the most mundane use of it, that uh, it actually happens in your life. Um, it one, one, one industry that uses it a lot is the supermarket industry. So based on how people buy things, you can associate your baskets against and, by, and, you know, placing those things, those baskets of goods in the grocery. That's how they determine the entire setup of the grocery now. So, no way as you would think that people used to group the eggs and the whatever, No, they're them by baskets of goods. So, when you walk into the grocery, they're leading you towards buying that. <laughs>
1: I, I, get, that. I, yes. I that. get that yes. I get that, yes. I have noticed the changes and yes, I I have fallen victim to it. Yes. Yeah.
3: I'm sure if we if we get the opportunity to visit the um, the Amazon grocery store, I'm sure it's set sort up of exactly like that. Hmm. So Back you to, are
0: people in shouldn't have used in that point? Right? No, yeah. To me, I see that. No, okay, okay. okay.
1: But okay. The, the the rearranging of the grocery.
3: Well yeah. people rearrange it based on I mean there, there's a traditional understanding of how to Rearrange stuff, you're yeah, like the stuff people buy the most. I think they should put it at the back, so if you walk through, yeah, you'll pick on up other lever. things anyway. Yeah, but now with the, with the actual data, it's, it can change that entirely. So, you know, like let's say you use a person who will always go to the left, you have that basket that they it was into you so left, <laughs> it can tell you all of those things.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm... wow, <laughs>
1: I'm good, good, good. Um, because I to say like, for example. You know the the upsurge and the, the appeal for mexican foods has become very apparent in our country and now i will admit that certain grocery stores who shall remain unnamed they have a whole taco section from wraps now being wraps used to be by the bread wraps are now placed in the taco section and you have an array of different type of seasonings now, as opposed to just one type.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the interesting so, yeah. thing is how, how much psychology is part of data analytics? Uh, yes. how, much, how much of psychology is part of data science?
3: A lot. And the places say the most, oh wait, wait, say they make the most amount of money are those free mobile games. <laughs> yeah, These yeah. games are entirely yeah. based on psychology. How to get people to to gamble and spend those loot boxes, all those things. It's based mm. on, on data. You know, if you, if you come, I, I myself have downloaded a few, right? If you come into the game, it knows when to trigger you, when to make your way, how much satisfaction to give you. Mm. At, the, at the point where, based on your demographic, you will crack and give them money. <laughs> so yeah. It's all based on those triggers and psychology is a big part of it. Um, and again, I'll plug Social Dilemma here. Um, social media is entirely based on psychology and it collects the information through these various games and what you like and what you don't like and categories, even something as your face, they will scan and make a determination on your psychological profile, mm-hmm. if you tend to not like these things, you might be triggered to gamble or triggered to spend a lot of psychology uh, I'm sure a lot of papers PhD papers published in the next couple of years is all on on data science and psychology, they're becoming a very data centric thing.
2: Hmm. Yeah, all of y'all, um, Farmville and Candy Crush people who think that <laughs> that's all you're doing online, so your business is safe. You, you, you can't <laughs> talk about Candy Crush, you can't. Hey, listen, I've come to terms with my addiction. You know, I, I cannot even, I, if, if somebody has Candy Crush on the phone, I can't touch the screen. I'm pretty certain it have, have a jumpy. One
3: of the biggest industries in this world right now is the mobile gaming industry, it, it hmm. far dwarfs PlayStation, Sony, PC. Because Correct. they mastered the art of extracting money from people. And those free games.
2: And everything free to play until you download it. And then they are um, in-game purchases. And I want to say no to in yeah. mm. mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess we never wondered before why you're downloading a game and they're asking for access to your camera and your contact list and your location. And you're just like, why do they need all of this for the game? <laughs> no, they don't need it for the game. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. You or you already bite yeah. that worm and they're reeling you in. Yeah. Once
3: you fit that profile,
2: it knows how to target it. Hmm. Yeah. You know Aaron I suggested? And I... Sorry, go ahead. No, I am saying, Iran and I could download the same game, same time, in the same location. And I'm pretty certain within half hour, different pop-up ads will be appearing on our phones.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just yeah, based yeah, on just, just based on the other no, just based on the other information not on the phone.
1: After this, I think I'm going
2: to. No, you're not. No, no. fool no. I, no. I, don't it I, up just, I have stuff. too much
0: apps. I already have too much apps on my phone. wow.
3: I would say uh, the that. the it is already out there, and it's just to it, be cognizant of what is happening with it. You know, it just mm-hmm. it, like okay, you know what's gonna happen. You could you 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 know you have to make a better choice. You know, the oh. game is trying to take money from you. Do you not know, give the game you money. <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> say no to in our And that's my new motto. You see the new challenge on Facebook? Don't participate because you know where
2: it's for. It's the trainer AI. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very uh, much for saying it. Thank you for saying it. All right. Yeah. This, you know, putting your face in in these weird. um. Listen, why, yeah. why are we doing it? <laughs> listen, Mr. Professional, so
3: could you please
2: say, <laughs> please say that again? Please say that again.
3: Yeah. I mean, again, there's always both sides there. Train AI <laughs> might help us self-driving car be made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the same time, you're pretty much giving away your likeness for free. Especially now that we have things like deep fakes out there. Where in, where somebody can mm-hmm. put your face on somebody else easily.
2: And yeah. There. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there are apps where so you could literally superimpose your face on any of the Avengers and, and it playing you know, over the movie scenes. What I'm saying is there is a potential, there's a real potential that a lot of this may not work in your favor.
3: Yeah. Right? I, I predict in maybe about ten years or so there will be some international incident in Velvina a, where somebody will make a video looking like somebody else declaring something and of some kind of uh,
2: I, I I didn't wow. see you as Captain America on our Facebook social Center. No, that was I was actually in a costume. I was actually in a full costume. I, I wasn't going through that app thing. I like my little cosplay and thing. Alright I I don't 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 try that technology puppy shooting with me, Iran. I was in full uh, costume,
1: and it was not me neither
2: <laughs> Let's leave my personal life out of this, Mister Man. Uh, you know, um, hey.
1: you know, Daryl Um, there, there's something that that, that keeps bugging me with this. You know, I tend to have my location setting on my phone ninety percent of the time, right? But for some strange reason, every month Google tells me where I've been for the month. And I see places that 10% is like, say, if I'm going somewhere, I don't know. Right? But I see places that I frequent. So, Google Maps for the month will tell me, you have been to mask stores. You have been to Parkway Farms. You have been to parkers park, And it's like, You've been to Double Palm. Brother man, that's you. Anyhow. But, my location is off. Why is Google telling me where I've been
3: when I'm not giving, giving it privilege it. to do so? Right. Um, that's where the loopholes and the any contract is coming. So, and this is where permissions come in. So, um, even if you take off your location, if you download the app, you gave the app permission to use location as needed. So, even though it may be off, the app still has permission to track your location. There are many ways they can do it. It could also um, be through your data, through the Wi-Fi. So there are many ways they can actually collect where you are. Mm-hmm.
2: So the next, well, I guess uh, we, we're looking at data ethics being an issue going forward. we pretty certain that laws going to have to be rewritten with data use in mind.
3: The question is, can it really keep up? They're, not, they're, they're about 20 years behind right now. And hmm. you think it changes every, it changes. It. I mean, I wouldn't even say more as because it's faster than that. Because, wow. you, know, you know, you're know, hearing there's a shortage of data scientists. Now everybody's doing a PhD data science. Mm-hmm. And now the data scientists have like, okay, so the machine learners have, data science is now automated now. So it changes so quickly. Like the feel of data science from a shortage to, you don't even need to code to be a data scientist. Now, the uh, can is doing, it, doing it everything for you now. We just to uh, drop in data. <laughs> so, <laughs> they've, 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 they've actually put themselves out of the job right now. <laughs> wow.
2: Well, so, we, we, we are actually in a position where the only actual contributions we might be able to make soon might be moral and imaginative.
3: Yeah. So, that is, to me, that is the future. The things that you cannot... Record the things that you cannot copy easily. As someone's likeness, like I can see, that's why there's such a big upstage um, in people being health coaches, life coaches, mm-hmm. philosophy. These things that um, you know help guide us along. The path. That, that to me, those are the interests of the future. Because I mean, as much as I like art, art can be generated. Music can be generated. Um, you know, traditional jobs like engineering can be simulated medicine we have information to make decisions already if doctors any, in, to me initial term, doctors will be supported by these AIs that then be replaced by them so to me the future of the world will be very heavily dependent on people who cannot easily be copied and, ironically enough it's some of the professions we ignore right now right
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah so So, skill is... <laughs> so might be the future then
3: soft skills will be the future no, I, embassy. I, I,
2: wow. Yeah, like
3: Sorry, go short, ahead. I term, In the short term, like a, you know, we have many lawyers doing certain, um, you know, certain letters, approvals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That can be easily done by a computer. So mm-hmm. that wipes out 90% of our lawyers. <laughs> you know?
2: yeah. but you might only need a lawyer to present your um your generated information
3: then. Yeah, even, even if so much even if, you might just be right. a negotiator because it's <laughs> a, rule, a rules based system you know right. Right, you right he you wrong you bounce him yeah he pays you, you know that's it
2: so in other words uh, creatives have an opportunity here the, the, the artisans and the the, man, the those who let's put it this way if you could mass produce stuff well then it will be the customized things that may have um perceived value so, the, the people who have been on the fringes of what we've seen as success for the past 20, 30, 40, 50 years, they might actually be well poised to be the next level of elite earners. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Let me ask a question. If, if the cart is out,
0: out of the bag already, right? I mean, the, the, the ship sail, the train on the track going on the road, this ain't turning around, right? So let's just say we, we have to manage our personal data. I mean, that, that has been a, a big eye-opener for me, right? Mm-hmm. Managing the personal data and making sure you redefine it. But let's just say if I am a person who's um, thinking about career change, who may not necessarily be, I mean, be good at math or so not good at math, but I have these innovative ideas and I want to get into this area what are so many areas that you think might be the future of the of this of the area itself that is going to make a lot of
3: impact yeah. for, for the person who might be interested in your field right and I would start by saying I think anybody could get into this field because every area generates data and hmm. you can help you make better decisions So um, people who get into this field you don't need to go do a master's in computer science a masters in computer or PhD data science because. Honestly, the most important thing, and what I've seen, it's the domain expertise that you generate. So, if you are, uh, you know, if you are a professional in retail or engineering or certain fields, you can you can learn the available tools to help you do this in, in a much, you know, more professional way instead of going through the route of getting a PhD in data science. Hmm. Um, and well, context matters. Um, I think if to generates a lot of data scientists, we may be at a disadvantage because it depends on where we are at our stage. We are at the stage where you know, we are trying to get data from our companies. A data scientist with all the ability to get data is pretty useless. All right. So, so it,
1: um, basically, you're saying that producing a million data scientists like how we produce up Bachelor's degrees and management—it so makes no sense.
3: It makes no sense until we get to that point. Because right now, what we really need are data engineers, people who create that pipeline from our legacy systems to to the data scientists to actually get with them. Because that has been the headache of any project that I've been in. You will be there fighting with IT for years before you get a project done.
1: <laughs> hmm.
3: Really, and <enjoyed> <laughs> All right. So, so I, I, I want to ask the question, in terms of education, educational access, to the public, is there any difference in someone that's studying a computer engineer? it's like engineering? It's engineering, it is in the IT field, um, however I wouldn't consider, it is part of the science but I wouldn't consider it, I wouldn't consider that person to be a scientist because the, the kind of projects you'll be doing the kind of information you be generating is more on the business side. So while we need a lot of those IT people to get the work done, um, is it is not at the data science level like it's in other countries because you, you need that domain expertise because our IT person giving a sales report will probably just be a graph. you know, <laughs> because they, they don't know how to communicate that data right. to make a decision. They know how to get the data. They might not to clean it up, but. You're pretty much you are not gonna give me anything new that I didn't already know, right?
2: So this is um it, it leans heavily on interdisciplinary potential then.
3: Yes. Yeah. Very heavily, yeah. You need those IT people, but most importantly you need that domain expertise. Uh, you need that bridge in between them. So hmm. right now in, in in China, the rest of the world data scientists are you know they're they're blossoming because they're already at that stage where they form the link between their database systems, and you can get data, you can do projects, you can optimize those things. But in, let's say in Trinidad, and I'm sure it's the same for the wider Caribbean as well, um, we lack that bridge. A data scientist now will have very little to do because you wouldn't have access to the data that you need to do anything. Yeah, so only on the data scientists I knew, I know right now, they probably have done one or two projects in in three years they've been working because
0: they can't actually get any data to do anything with it. Hmm. No, and, and let me ask a question. Now, this is what was announced by the government of Chennai, and Tobago in the last budget, where they talk about digitization of a lot of government services. Wouldn't that mean that there will be opportunities available for tools within the data science field in terms of helping the government to um, modernize a lot of the processes that they have?
3: I think so. Um, Again, I want to see how it's implemented, you know, how much access the public will get to the information. But I think that is a stepping stone. Um, and once, it's, once we're able to actually do something at that level with the government, I think it, tr- it trickles down to other industries, you know. You know you need, sometimes you need someone to be the, the first person to do it, a, a big player as well. Um, especially people like the, the Ministry of Finance, the Indian Revenue Division, Things that we could use to optimize the country it, it just it remains uh, to be seen how to be implemented if it's going to be internal but only there unless in the in the ministry gets access to information or or you know is the public allowed to do something to help contribute back to the country so me mm. from my NGO level i waited to see how much data we could actually get to actually see if you could you know do data from a policy to push the government to do anything so waiting and seeing, but you know i'll try
2: to be optimistic with it open source business way yeah so so i i just want um as we're wrapping up i just want to i want to give people a little positive feedback in terms of the potential that trinidad and tobago has a couple months ago we had some issues in terms of how long it was taking for somebody to get a passport i can vouch for the fact that once you've received your date i've seen them Three to four days between after walking into the passport office, you are receiving your passport in the mail. Eh? Yes. Three and three and four days. Three and four days. So what I'm saying is that once there's motivation and enough public pressure slash support, we have the potential to evolve beyond what we've gotten accustomed to. So despite our uh, reservations about what people doing with information, let us not be resistant to the potential progress we could make as a nation. Right. So I just want to say, Daryl, thanks so much for introducing us to this conversation. And I don't know about the other guys, but I'm definitely looking forward to getting into a more um, specific type of discussion in terms of you know, data science and data analysis going forward with you.
0: Yeah, I, I want to advocate for what, what Cardo was saying there because, I mean, I have a, a pet peeve with, with some of the banks in and today, though, because we should have fintech, fintech systems running. I, I had the pleasure of, of going to China and paying for items, no cash and change in hands. Imagine, I mean, I, I want to use Aaron as an example. Imagine Aaron going out and doing a job for a client and no cash. he I know not, he likes to collect his bag of cash in hand, but imagine yeah. no class change in hand. He swipes his uh, his iPhone with another iPhone, and he gets paid. Yeah, you know so
2: i see serious there. He laughing. No, <laughs> no, no. You yeah, remember, he don't... He, he don't take cash and bag again. He don't take cash yeah, and bag. He's bag. bag. He, nah, you he, he the, the
0: transport. <laughs> trunk load on thing.
2: Yeah, trunk load. One thing we'll
3: notice, Hello. and then we talking about, well, you know, hopefully, hopefully if COVID ends, quickly is how um, how much how much something and events like that has changed the way we do things because companies Mm. were forced to be digital in this period so it really shows that difference it's really just the will and the people Mm. in charge because when faced a situation they know they had to do it and it was done so all it took was that decision there wasn't any limitations with technology or people they got it done (laughs) the numerous, numerous amount of apps that we saw in China to, to do curbside delivery mm-hmm. with groceries and with the banks changing their services it's really just about the people and the willpower so you know once we have that change in mindset I think we can make the best use of it
2: for, yeah. for years <laughs> for years of telling you you had to come in the bank and fill out a paper form and sign it with two former ID and this is to set up an internet account eh? and then fast forward so they're emailing you to tell you that your account is now online. Right? This this is so again the, the will and a little bit of pressure. Um Aaron, you were saying necessity is the mother of invention.
1: Hmm. And so uh, a lot of businesses that we are now seeing that we are openly exposed have been in existence a while. Right? I'll draw reference to one. Um neighborhood munchies where they have an app where you order the food from different places and they deliver it to your wherever you are they have been in existence a while probably about three or four years but due to the effect that covid has had they have now come to the forefront and they have pioneered uh industry for other places and other businesses to come so i won't say that i agree with ricardo in terms of the pressure but I will say that some of these businesses have been in existence a while. Just COVID has brought them down to the fore. So businesses have been using the data to an extent, but COVID just push it over the edge and take those that wanted to sit at the back of the class and now let them know, hey, catch up. I hope all they get it snap in the audio but I hope so. Yeah, we because-
3: got
1: <laughs> And Zoom, I categorically deny any bags of cash passing hands with me.
2: Nothing blue, Zoom.
1: I know not of what you <laughs> speak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you didn't get three uh, uh, thirty-six. <laughs> the about <of>, cash. <laughs> I know not of what you speak. All right, so, All right. So I mean, uh, I mean, thanks a lot, Daryl, for your 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 insight and and there's a lot of good information for so that people we can see both sides of this thing in terms of using data for positive um, ways of improving the way we get things done and then there's the negative side in terms of, um, of of managing data and data ethics is something that you know has really opened up my eyes I, I didn't realize that it was a whole field on it so I know people were talking about it but I mean they see the necessity for it you know and thanks a lot for sharing you know it's a very very interesting conversation.
3: Okay. And Well, I'll just say to add to the conversation that we've had, especially for the young professionals, um, you know, while I, I don't think that everyone should be data scientists, because, you know, to me, I think it's more of a field geared towards research. I think everyone should be data literate from a personal perspective and a professional perspective, because that is the world that we're going in. And mm-hmm. even if you somehow avoid being in a field that doesn't use data, to understand that your data is being used
2: for something else yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah and, and, and,
1: and, and,
2: and sorry go ahead no i say and we can't even say wait without your permission because we have been giving them permission
3: yep yeah many loopholes as you see
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's not make the same mistake we made with politics by saying i'm not getting involved in that and then we have no control over what happens to us Right? you don't have to be involved in it but at least be aware of it and literate,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah I'll let you close us out there, man.
2: You studying Iran, <laughs> you didn't Iran counting money. Oh, you
0: must study <laughs> the, bag of, the bag of cash,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Iran yeah, Scrooge McDuck like. Williams. You no. DJ, you yeah, 868, right. you know, always late, never great. That's what it is, it's the other way around. It's, it's always think, great, think, never late. It
0: might be. I think it might be a little more positive. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's always
2: great, never late. counting bags What? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <friend. What>? <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> about
1: that. Sorry about that, guys. You know. I, <laughs> sorry? I, I, I got an emergency call there. But anyhow, right? This,
2: um, yeah, this man is our content. With our content, you know. You can't beat that. That's a, a dub, double check where you check.
1: Okay. <laughs> Obviously.
2: Ben, Affleck, no call even though. Don't give a okay, minute. You know, man.
1: Man. You know um, as I said, and not what Ricardo said, but always crazy. And
2: never. That, that's what it is. Did you write me the stream hole? Yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah.
0: Right, yeah. <laughs> All right.